0: and welcome to the Drink In and Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. Hello and welcome back to Drink In and Geek Out. Um, today's part four. The last episode of our March ha. <laughs> because, you know, different name every time. Um, and we have Bruhaha, so I figured if I just added a, a bunch of, of ha, it would work out. Um, Today we're going to talk about our predictions and compare them to the actual brackets. Uh, We're going to talk about our favorite X-Men characters. And then we are going to probably do the final testing and crown the winner of the beers. Um, I'm sure we can also do the the loser. We'll crown the loser. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll just talk about the competition all together. So let's get started with the character bios. I've actually been waiting for this for weeks. <laughs> You've Been super excited, like telling us
1: about how much you know about Wolverine.
0: I know. I've been I've been texting everybody like we need to do this episode <laughs> now. <laughs> so here we are. I'm excited, but I'll wait. I need to wait. All right. So character bios. I think Saf should go first. Yeah, mine's kind of short. I didn't want to drone on too
1: long, but I chose Nightcrawler as my favorite character. And um a little bit about the creation of Nightcrawler. He was the character was created by writer Len Wein or Wine and artist Dave Cockrum. Originally Nightcrawler was created as a demon from hell who had flubbed a mission and rather than go back and face punishment, he decided to stay up here in the human world. This was pitched to DC, but what they rejected it so in 1975 when Cochran began working on the new X-Men, he brought this character design over to Marvel. He was to be he was to be a member of the Legion of Superheroes and made his debut in Giant-Size X-Men number 1 in 1975. Uh, some of the abilities that Nightcrawler has, he's a su- superb fencer. He's got superhuman agility, dexterity, coordination, Reflexes and balance, enhanced flexibility, speed, and night vision. Uh, probably most importantly, he can teleport. He's got a prehensile tail, so he can like hang from stuff. He's got the ability to stick to walls and camouflage in camouflage in shadows. And uh, here's a pre- brief bio: Kurt Wagner, 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 depending on where you're from aka Nightcrawler, is the product of a love affair between two mutants as I think we mentioned earlier, Mystique and Azazel. Mystique has been in a lot of movies but they have never really explored the relationship uh, with Nightcrawler. Azazel was in first class and had very similar powers as Nightcrawler but the two characters were never uh, linked together. Kurt grew up in the Bavarian Circus After Mystique threw him in a river or a well, I found conflicting stories, and I never read that origin story, so I don't know. But because his appearance, he was scaring people, and she just was trying to fit in at that time and didn't want to have this freak living with her. Azazel saved him and went and sent him to live with an ex-lover named Margali Sardoza, or Sardaz who worked at the circus as a fortune teller because she had uh, psychic powers. Years later, the circus was bought out and Kurt was forced to be part of the freak show. He eventually escaped and met up with his foster brother, Stefan, Stefan. Stefan had gone mad and brutally slain several children. In a fight to stop him, Stefan ended up being killed by accident. The villagers assumed from Kurt's appearance that he was actually the one that killed the children and attacked him. They were about to kill him when they were all physically paralyzed by Professor Charles Xavier, who came to recruit Wagner into the X-Men. Known as Nightcrawler, Wagner became a member of the X-Men. He went on to be a member and leader of Excalibur, a British offshoot of the X-Men. Among his more ironic character traits. Wagner is an extremely religious man, a devout Catholic. His demonic appearance obviously makes it very difficult to attend church. Despite this, as mutants in the Marvel universe became more accepted, he even managed to almost become a Catholic priest. Unfortunately, his studies were interrupted by a villainous group known as the Neo. I wonder if they're like Neo-Nazis. Um... So, I first remember loving the character from the X-Men arcade game. That mm-hmm. was, I oh, think it was yeah. at Tilt in Glenbrook Mall that I always played that. And I chose him because he could do that, like, teleporting and, like, pretty much wipe out anything on the screen. And then he was also in the the Saturday morning cartoon show on Fox, at, and he mm-hmm. was, like, one of the best parts of that. And then I was thrilled to see him in X2. He was probably had the best scene in that movie, uh, the scene at the beginning where he's fighting his way into the Oval Office to kill the President. Yep. Um, Alan Cumming had been uncomfortable with the long hours he had to take with the prosthetic makeup as Nightcrawler, but still planned on to return in the sequel. But the part was so minimal, however, that the studio felt it not worthwhile to go through the long and costly makeup process and the character was cut out. They didn't even bother to throw in a line to explain why he wasn't in... For, uh, what's that movie called? Last, Last Stand. Stand yeah. But, yep, that's a brief little well, synopsis for you.
2: Alright, <clears throat> I chose Charles Francis Xavier, also known as Professor X. Um... We kind of already know this, so I'll try you to make this to quick. Um, he is the founder of the X-Men. He himself is an exceptionally powerful telepath who can read and control minds of others. He runs the private school in Westchester County, New York, to both shelter and train mutants from around the globe. Xavier also fights to serve the greater good by promoting peaceful coexistence and equality between humans and mutants in a world where often zealous anti-mutant bigotry is widespread. Um, Through much of the character's history, he is a paraplegic, and he's shown in wheelchairs or personal hovercrafts, Mm -hmm. I think, in like the cartoons he used to have. Yeah, the floating chair. The floating chair or something, he could fly. Um, He's also a scientific genius, being an expert in genetics, biophysics, psychology, anthropology, and psychiatry. Um, he also invented the creation of a device called Cerebro Mm -hmm. technology that serves to detect and track those individuals possessing the mutant gene, at the same time greatly expanding the gift of those with existing psionic abilities. Um, he's always at odds with his friend, Magneto. Mm -hmm. Um, actually I found something rather interesting about him, that when he was created between him and Magneto, they say uh, Xavier's actions and goals in life have quite often been compared to those of Martin Luther King oh, Jr. I read those too. For the involvement in the American c- civil rights struggle, whereas Magneto often compares to more Malcolm, Malcolm X. X style. So when it the, the, was written in the 60s, this is, I think, what Stanley and mm-hmm. Jack Kirby tried to base uh-huh. it off of, was to show those Instead two races, sides. It was mutants and mm-hmm. non-mutants.
3: That makes a lot of sense.
2: Um... His first appearance, uh, again, 1963, the very first X-Men comic is when he first came out. Some of his powers and abilities, he's, as we know, super telepathic powers here. He's among the strongest and most powerful telepaths in the Marvel Universe. He can perceive the thoughts of others or project his own thoughts within a radius of 250 miles. Mm. I guess it used to be bigger, but Magneto changed the magnetic field of the Earth oh. from what I read. So it just constricted him to about 250 miles, otherwise he could go anywhere, anywhere yeah. while not yeah. on earth I guess there's a few comics where he was in space he oh, yeah, could contact worry. multiple universes and the vastness of space with Some a couple alien races field. he was talking to um, he can also learn foreign languages by reading the language centers of the brain of someone adept and alternatively teach languages to others in the same manner damn so if you knew french you could read your mind learn it and then I could teach it to you <laughs> wow Just by... It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Just with your mind powers. Just my mind powers. Um, His psionic powers enable him to manipulate the minds of others, warp perceptions to make himself seem invisible, project mental illusions, cause loss of particular memories or total amnesia, and induce pain or temporary mental and or physical paralysis in others, which we saw quite often in Logan. Within close range, he can manipulate almost any number of minds for such simple feats. However, he can only take full possession of one other one other mind at a time and must strictly be within that person's physical presence. He is also one of the few telepaths skilled enough to communicate with animals and even share their perceptions which I think we also saw in Logan when he was calming down those horses. Oh yeah. So I threw that in there. I'm like, oh I guess we did see that. Uh, He can take away and control take away or control people's natural bodily functions. (laughs) Their (laughs) senses such as sight, hearing, smell, taste or even mutant powers which I don't think we ever saw. No. Must have been in one of the uh, comics. Professor X can project his astral form into the psychic dimension known as the astral plane. When you guys catch up on Legion, you'll know (laughs) what that's all about. It's amazing. There, he can use his powers to create objects, control his surroundings, and even control and destroy the astral forms of others. He can project his form. Mm -hmm. He can project his form over long distances. He's a genius. He's got multiple doctorates, geneticist. Cerebro, I think it goes in, and it says during his travels to Asia, he also learned martial arts. So when he could walk, I guess oh, he was playing skills. Doing oh. this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the arm the motions, chopping people. Um, and of course, as we all know, in the TV, uh, not TV, but in the movies, he's portrayed as Patrick Stewart, portrays him, and James, James McAvoy. The new ones. So, what I really like about him is just the fact. that he is so powerful but he's also humble and he knows he wants right. to help others he has the power I mean he could easily wipe everyone out on the whole planet just, with his mind with his mind mm-hmm. so just being humble with power wanting to teach other people and help other people reach their full potential as a teacher myself I kind of felt a connection yeah. with that mm-hmm. just the fact that he's so powerful and he can still but he's still humble enough not to he lets know, go psycho people
1: make their own choices too he, does, he mm-hmm. could just go in their head and make them do things yes is makes them figure it out on their own.
3: Well, uh, I chose to talk about Beast. Um, Beast, also known as Henry Philip Hank McCoy, is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics and is a founding member of the X-Men. Originally called The Beast, the character was introduced as a mutant possessing ape-like superhuman physical strength and agility, oversized hands and feet, a genius level intellect, and an otherwise normal appearance. Eventually being referred to simply as Beast, Hank McCoy underwent progressive psychological transformations, permanently gaining animalistic physical characteristics. These include blue fur, both simian and feline facial features, pointed ears, fangs, and claws. Beast's physical strength and senses increased to even greater levels. Despite Hank McCoy's inhuman appearance, he is depicted as a brilliant, well-educated man in the arts and sciences, known for his witty sense of humor. He is a world authority on biochemistry and genetics, the X-Men's medical doctor, and the science and mathematics Instructor at the Xavier Institute. Mathematician? Was that what you were going for? (laughs) (laughs) He is also a mutant political activist campaigning against society's bigotry and discrimination against mutants. While fighting his own bestial instincts and fears of social rejection, Beast dedicates his physical and mental gifts to the creation of a better world for man and mutant. One of the original X-Men... Beast has appeared regularly in X-Men-related comics since his debut. He has also been a member of the Avengers and Defenders. The character has also appeared in media adaptations, including animated TV series and feature films. In X2, Steve Basic portrayed him in a very brief cameo in his oh, yeah. human appearance. He's like
1: on a news channel, I remember.
3: Yep. While in x The Last Stand, he was played by Kelsey Grammer... Nicholas Holt portrays a younger version of the character in X-Men First Class. Both Holt and Graham are their roles in X-Men Days of Future Past. Holt also reprise their role in X-Men Apocalypse. Beast was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Uh, first appearance, X-Men Volume 1, Number 1, September 1963. Uh, teen affiliations... X Men, Avengers, Defenders, X Factor, and Illuminati. Hmm. Uh, he's also known as Blue Gorilla, Creature, and Mutate Six Six Six. That's really all I got. That's uh, important to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I like him because he's uh, very intelligent, very like wise, witty kind of guy. Um, can really problem solve like anything. Um, he's a real great asset to the X Men. Um, you know, like uh, Hulk in Avengers, I like him because he's super strength, he's yeah. big, um, physique. But Beast uh, is also a genius. But yeah, yeah Beast super is also smart, super, super smart, super strong. Uh, he can fight physically if he needs to. Um, I really started to get to know him in the X Men animated series. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed him in that and now he was in the movies I was a little disappointed he's better
1: in the new movies Mm -hmm.
3: yeah um I just I don't know They just kind of like cut him short a little bit yeah I felt like but um that's my uh segment on beast (laughs) beastiality
0: uh oh yeah speaking of beastiality um The character that I studied and have been studying and fall, have fallen in love with uh, is James Howlett, better known as Logan or better known as the Wolverine. Um, before I get into that, uh, whenever we played the video games, the arcade games or any of the other Marvel related games, I was always second player. My brother, my twin brother was always first player. And he'd always pick Cyclops. So I always picked the next best character, yeah. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So that's how it turned out. And that's, you know, basically... You can ask him anything you want on Cyclops. He'll give you his life story. So hopefully I can give you my Wolverine life story. Uh, so first we're going to talk about the movie timeline. Uh, for Wolverine specifically. Uh, 1845, uh, he manifests his powers. Alright, so his uh, his father who was killed by a... Uh, in the, in the movie, was killed by uh, this character named uh, Thomas Logan, who apparently is his father. And so he kills him, get, rages out, kills him. Uh, all that jazz. Uh, 1945, he imp- is imprisoned by the Japanese uh, near the tail end of World War II, survives a nuclear bomb at Nagasaki, which sets up the movie mm-hmm. The Wolverine. Uh, 1962, approached by Xavier and Lyncher, Uh, He tells them to go fuck themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Between 1955 and 1975, uh, Stryker gets him in with the Team X, and they go and do their thing. Around the same time period, a couple years later, he gets his adamantium. Uh, In the movies, it depicts him as a forced volunteer, but in the comics, he was kidnapped. Uh, Then X-One happened in the early 90s, or uh, late 90s. Mid-2000s, Last Stand happened. Mid-2010-ish, uh, uh, the Japanese Silver Samurai movie happened. 2021, uh, Days of Future Past, they go back to 1973. Uh, 1983, Apocalypse happens, and you see Logan locked up at Alkali Lake, yeah. and he is set free. Uh, 2020, he catches up with his body, and then 2029, he dies. So it's a short little timeline. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of death, we all know that Wolverine, it, with his healing ability, his healing factor, he is really hard to kill. But I have ten here times he actually dies in the comics. Um, Sentinels kill him. A, his cause of death is an energy blast. So an uncanny 142, uh, they blast his flesh away. There's no more left for him to grow back, so he dies. Oh, damn. Wow. Uh, Horde kills Wolverine. He rips his heart out. Can't grow back the heart. Hulk kills Wolverine. Uh, He breaks his neck. Can't grow back his neck? Uh, He slipped a vertebrae and... uh, Well, slipped a vertebrae and severed his spinal cord. Wow. Um, And it happened in Hulk 340, which is a good good read. The Punisher kills everyone. Yeah. Uh, He stabs and he dies from electrocution. Throws him into an electrical transformer. The Beast kills Wolverine through disembowelment. Uh, the character Sublime captures Phoenix's powers as well as the body of Beast and then steals the healing powers of the Wolverine and then disembowels him.
2: Damn.
0: Uh, Gorgon kills Wolverine through stabbing and multiple critical attacks uh, too fast for the healing power to survive. He dies from zombie bites. <laughs> In Marvel Zombies? In Marvel Zombies, yeah. He gets bitten by a... A Cyclops and a Jean Grey zombie, and he turns into a zombie, so therefore he (laughs) did. Storm kills Wolverine with lightning strikes. He electrocutes the uh, Adamantium. Magneto kills Wolverine. The cause of death is uh, total annihilation. (laughs) Uh, Magneto used Iron Man's uh, chest uh, blast plus Cyclops to melt away the flesh. And then Magneto just shattered the adamantium. Damn. Wow. So couldn't grow back from that. <laughs> Wolverine kills Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine goes back in time to stop the Pym from making Ultron. And then Wolverine kills his future self because the future self knew the results of the future. So oh. he goes back in time, figures out that he, with the things that he had changed, it ruined everything. So they went back in time, told the Wolverine, hey, you need to kill me before I change this oh thing. My God. And everything went back to the thing. So those are the ten times Wolverine has died, even though we all think that he's indestructible. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about history and some trivia. From the very beginning, his first appearance was in The Incredible Hulk uh, 1980, which is 1974. His first full appearance was in Hulk 181. Uh, Wolverine Origin was a comic book that came out. It says James Howlett was born in Alberta, Canada, to Elizabeth and John Howlett Sr., late in the 1800s, early 1900s. So that differs from uh, the Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose O'Hare, a friend and caretaker, uh, met up with... Uh, well, they hired him to have this friend. And they met Doug, and he was a son of Thomas Logan. They plotted against both of them, which uh, both of them meaning Rose and uh, James Howlett, the father, and Doug did. But they end up killing John Howlett Sr. instead. Uh, So he manifests the power, rages, and he kills Thomas Logan, which is implied to be his father in the comic book, but they never actually say anything. Rose and James run away to an inn, and Rose gives the innkeeper the name of Logan instead of James, and that's how he got the name of Logan. Uh, It is implied that he's the father, because in the comic book it resembles his father. He gets the nickname Wolverine, because he always did different jobs where he dug um, Wolverines are digging animals? Yeah, Wolverines are digging. So everybody there was like, oh, you're just like a Wolverine. <laughs> so it kind of stuck with him. He fought alongside Captain America and Bucky in World War II, and they didn't know that he had mutant powers. They just assumed he was super lucky. <laughs> uh, Logan was kidnapped by the Weapon X program, taken to the facility in the Canadian woods. I forget the name of the, uh, sci- the scientist. It wasn't it had nothing to do with Stryker. Oh. Um, but uh, Xander Rice's father was part of it. Um, They ran tests and proved that he had healing powers and showed that he could survive the adamantium bone treatment that many others would die to or did die to, and they wanted to make him a weapon. He had a helmet, which was uh, displayed in the uh, Apocalypse when they released him. He had a helmet on his head. That actually gave him false memories and controlled his mind. Oh. Uh, he w- They even forced him to kill an entire town to prove that they had control of him. Jeez. Logan was able to resist and break free with the help of the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier went in there to do a job, didn't realize that he was helping, but he ended <laughs> up helping. Uh, he worked for the government in Canada called Department H. He was given the costume and the name Wolverine. Uh, Department H sent him... Uh, towards fighting hulk and several of things so then the origins met up with the comics of 180 and 181 at that point okay professor x found out about the wolverine during the fight with the hulk he knew that department h was exploiting him promised him a roster spot as well as promised a way to get his memories back then he started working with the x-men uh logan is a father figure it doesn't really show that he is a father figure (laughs) but but he has two kids (laughs) I'll I'll tell you. Oh, okay. he has two kids, uh, Daken, which is Wolverine, and Itsu, which is his Japanese wife oh, yeah. that the Winter Soldier assassinates, and his adopted daughter, which is his clone daughter, Laura Kinney. All right. He also takes a few women or girls or whatever uh, under his wing or his care. So we have Rogue, Jubilee, Dust, Kitty Pride, and Armor. So he's father figure to them, and he's. Got about thirty to forty wives, depending on <laughs> which timeline you're looking at. Um, yeah. Uh, weapon X means weapon ten. Because he's the tenth. He's the tenth. You know who the first one was Captain America.
1: Oh, yeah. Really? That's right.
0: Yeah. Wolverine can be killed by drowning.
1: Not in the movie, though.
0: Not in the movie, though. <laughs> Uh, and then I have a couple of uh, comics here that are you know good reading material if you want to catch up on uh, Wolverine uh, comics. So, Wolverine, The Old Man Logan. Oh, yeah. Wolverine, Weapon X. Kitty, Pride in Wolverine. X-Men, Days of Future Past. Incredible Hulk, 180, 181, and 340. So, when you introduce to Hulk and when he dies, against Hulk. Uh, Wolverine, Enemy of the State. The comic book, just Wolverine... And then Death of Wolverine. Nice. Those are all Wolverine things. I can go on forever <laughs> if you let me. But I'm I will not to let you do that. Yeah. That would be unwise. <laughs> all right. So now that we are done with that and that you edited this uh, thing, so now it just jumps around. I can't really. Oh, uh, I just deleted a bunch of shit. I know. Sorry. We really should talk about the beers. The beers. The, the beers. The beers. Oh. beers. So
1: you want to decide the worst one before we decide the best one?
0: Yeah, we should do that. I have the worst one statistically. Yeah. Okay, what was the that one? Uh, statistically, the worst one was Sugar Hill. That's what I was going to yeah, say. I was <laughs> going to say <no> one <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe if I retasted it, our scores like went up a little bit, but I still mm-hmm. think it's going to be... Yeah, personally, that's just it fell short to me. I had them winning over Spotted Cow in the tournament in my bracket that I picked, mm-hmm. but it just ultimately just kind of fell flat.
1: Yeah, it was kind of disappointing. Based on the bottle, I thought it would be mm-hmm. better. This doesn't feel like a craft beer. It just felt like a beer. beer. It just felt like a, a beer. Yeah. So let's get to our final taste. Oh, so we can yeah. decide the winner. Works for me.
2: Do dual glasses. One here, one here. Watch.
0: Alright, right, this is for the championship. This is for all the marbles. This is for all the sports cliches that you could possibly think of. <laughs> we have ourselves the second ranked uh, decadent dark chocolate and the fourth rank gumball head. Is Chuck gonna win this one? Any predictions? Gum going to chew its way through. (laughs) (laughs) Any Um, predictions? My bracket said decadent, but I am leaning towards gumball. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I could go either way on this one. I brought it
3: in. I'm going to stick to my guns. You know, for me, it's just going to come down to which style would I just prefer, Mm -hmm. you
0: know? And I wonder what would happen, like, how would it taste if you mixed them together? You can do it. Pour them both in your mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't pull them together. You have to well, I I want sip to. that
3: first and sip that, and then. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, hold it in your mouth.
1: <laughs> Stop squishing
0: it. <laughs> Gotta mix them up. <laughs> that's
1: so <not> gross. <laughs>
2: It's not that bad. Well, I don't know about fully, but... Yeah. A little bit in my mouth. It wasn't
1: bad. Actually, it's kind of good. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like an yeah. orange chocolate. Mm-hmm.
0: I suggested it. <laughs> 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 we drank them both enough. Yeah. <sighs> I guess so. Ugh... The winner is uh, tie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Our own
0: beer—that's what just won. I was hoping like the first
3: sip was it. I regret my decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> it's really good. That's not bad, but you lose the chocolate. Nice much. It, here. it
2: cuts it. We can just say we couldn't decide, so we put them together. <laughs> the clear winner is—I'm
3: sorry, you all had to listen to this.
0: <laughs> you got the player Angry. bios. We're gonna get hate for that. So the... Angry listeners. Yeah.
1: So, this so is horseshit. I listened for four weeks to this.
0: It sucks. Uh, <laughs> we made this episode to see who fucking listens. <laughs> <laughs> enjoying this tasty beer. I honestly, I, I can make a I, yeah, can make I knew a, which one I was going to choose anyway, Yeah, so. I can make a... Then we just did <laughs> it, yeah, this. Yeah, it's it's this. It's this.
1: Oh,
0: I know. <laughs> no, oh, I slammed it. Let's <laughs> have
1: Bird Boy make this.
3: Yeah. He yeah. just <laughs> <That's, that's, laughs> buys a bunch of shit and Can you just buy this beer this beer and just... Let's so put our name on it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, let's move this along since we're just mixing and drinking. (laughs) I think we pretty much had an idea of what we're going to go with. I
1: still have undecided, actually. Oh,
2: shit. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Well, you taste it with every sip.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Did you mix yours? Yeah. Maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know it's going to win, so I might as well just go with that. Okay. So, raise your right hand... <laughs> Decadent chocolate, right hand. I changed my mind. Gumball, <laughs> left hand. So this is right, right, left. Three to one. Three to one.
1: I knew Decadent was going to win, so I kind of wanted
0: them to at least have one vote. Okay, well,
3: <laughs> that's good because Gumball is very great beer. I'm
0: drinking either of these. Oh, absolutely. I see them. I'm taking them. I'll mix them together every day. <laughs> Two
1: six-packs. <laughs> pour, pour them into one pitcher. Pour them
0: one pitcher.
2: Throw that in the fridge. Oh, no, just put it up in one browner oh. That'll be good. That'll
0: store for a while. Get one of those pressurized mini kegs, mm-hmm. oh. pour them all into there, and put it in a tap. I'm good with that.
2: Uh, I mean, so. They're both different styles. They're both, um, I mean, it's all comes down to your personal taste. Yeah. So. What uh,
0: what I think would make a bigger difference, I maybe, is to get more beers. Uh, for a specific kind, like we're gonna do a dark championship. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. And we're we're gonna do a wheat championship, like type of thing, and kind of have them, um, you know, here's eight beers of wheat, or here's eight beers of. You know, Browns or IPAs or something like that, and then just kind of have those pitted against each other. I think True. that would make that would be easier to compare, like mm. all of the same style of beer. Right. So we yeah. we get to the championship, it's an actual chance <laughs> for you know comparison. Like it won't be as uh, obvious, right? I can I can drink either of these, all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like all six pack. Of Gumball hit all six pack of the decadent easily.
3: Oh, yeah! <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah! Yeah, for me, the, they just brewed the decadent like really, really well, mm-hmm. and it's just a uh, it, kind of a unique style, in my opinion. I kind I kinda forgot of
1: forgot to hit this button,
0: so I'll just hit now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other changes are you guys thinking about?
1: I had. I don't know how it would work, but to do breweries instead of beers, Oh, so each round could be a different beer, even. That would be pretty cool. And it could be like that style, it'd be the same style, but it it would change each round because it's a, a different beer from the same brewery. Right, it so if we, have, we had like
0: Sun, ki- uh, sun King sun matched kiss. up again, yes. <laughs> we had Grape Sun Kiss, <laughs> Orange Sun Kiss, <laughs> Lemon <laughs> Lime.
1: Mixed with decadent
0: chocolate? Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. The, the orange Sun <laughs> with decadent chocolate. Chocolate. Going home. Soda. Yeah.
1: Oh. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I, yeah. So I think that would be
1: interesting. It might be a different kind of tournament than this Yeah. But yeah wouldn't think
2: there would be March. I'm thinking like, outside of the March Madness realm, kind of do a yearly wrap-up at the end of the year that we kind of rank, oh. and we go back and see what's like of our a favorite year games. in review, what, now that we are going to have a couple years, <laughs> a year, at least a year under our belt here soon, to kind of look back and kind of do our lows. There was the previous 50 highest. episodes or
0: whatever, and yeah. see. Our favorites, and yeah. something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Even have like a Flippy Cup team. We mm-hmm. have Team Sun... <laughs> Sodkist versus <laughs> Team Fago. <laughs> match up the oranges together. Match up the purples together. If I anyway, as long as the brewery has the same kind, you know, style. You know, if Brew Brew X has an IPA, you compare mm-hmm. it with Brew Wise IPA. So something like that. But I do like the recap, uh, revisiting. I I always like revisiting. I Always like uh, how you know we well, rated this this. Has it changed any? Oh, yeah. Since you've had all these other beers in between. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know for, like, say, Patty's Day, uh, when I went out, uh, the first thing I ordered was a Smittix. Mm-hmm. Normally it would have been a Guinness. But we, but, but we I had, had a Smittix because in. the Olympics, and I enjoyed it. Yep. So I went um, out and got a Smittix, and a, then a Harp, and then a Guinness. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> well-rounded. Mm-hmm. So things change. It's always for the, the better, too. And we
2: always discover new things, and that's what's great about this—finding beers that we never even would think of
3: trying. I like the wrap up though, because we can, you know, go back and try things, and then we can like compare them to other beers that we've had maybe afterwards. We can you know? try Rohard again. You know, <laughs> I don't think Rohard's going to change much for us, but fuck Rohard. <laughs> uh, speaking of recap, uh, did anyone
0: fill out the bracket? Yes, I, uh, I I made one. Posted it. Um, how did we fare? I picked decadent to win, uh-huh. but I did miss a couple in the opening round.
1: Mine was actually all accurate except for I had gumball winning, which is what I chose to win. <laughs> oh. But
0: yeah. yeah,
1: but it was the final was gumball versus decadent.
0: Yeah, mine too, mine too. But I had um, I had sugar hill beating spotted, and then I had dark penance beating harpoon. But
3: other than that, everything else was good to go. I, l- I let my wife. <laughs> Do mine, so I wouldn't be persuaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had Mutton Buster beating Decadent. She wouldn't was wrong, in. wrong like that. <laughs> <laughs> then she had Harpoon Dark beating Mutton Buster, wrong. Uh, but she had Gumball Head in the finals. No, the whole site's accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she had Gumball Head winning, very close, but not too bad. She just had two wrong, <laughs> <laughs> three wrong, uh, three. Yeah, sorry, three wrong. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> didn't slash that last one. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't fill one out. But when I got the Deccan and Dark and I previewed it, I said, "Okay, I'm not filling it out. I know this is gonna yeah. win." <laughs> yeah. I just kept
0: that to myself.
1: How so. accurate were your brackets at home?
0: Uh, please tweet us, or even that post that we have on Facebook that comment. I yeah. did all that comment. Anything. Hashtag beer brackets. Yeah. Hashtag beer brackets. So on that note, Keith. Let us out on the golden pastures and railways (laughs) and by the air and by the sea. Happy March Madness. One and all.
2: (laughs) You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkinGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkinGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking the links on our website or by searching DrinkinGeekOut on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at drinkingeekout@gmail.com at gmail.com or tweet us using the hashtag #drinkingeekout. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and geek out.